eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You are listening to the Fly the W670 podcast. This is season two, episode number 23. Let the 2023 Cub season begin. Don't forget to listen, download, review, and most importantly, subscribe to our podcast and follow us on the socials, Fly the W670 on Twitter, Instagram, and Fly the W on Facebook, or email us at fly the W670 at gmail.com. Crawley, happy opening day eve, number 23 for you. What are the uh, what are the plans for Crawley tomorrow? Um, I will be heading immediately after this. I'm heading down to Chicago. I will be at um, hanging out at Output starting at uh, about 9 o'clock in the morning, and then it'll be um, Cubs game for a while, and then afterwards there's a post-game party with the Bleacher Bum Band. So I will be on my socials at Crawley's Cubs if you're interested. Uh, we got a lot of stuff planned for tomorrow, so it's it's going to be a blast. Absolutely. Let's start things off talking about the uh, last couple of uh, spring training games. They uh, played their final two games of the spring against the White Sox. Yeah, you know, Jamison Tyone looked good on Monday in his final tune-up before the spring. He went five innings, gave up two hits, no runs, no walks, and five Ks. And it was good to see the Cubs offense knock around. Mike White Sox starter Mike Clevenger, he Mr. Controversial in the first inning. Uh, Nico singled and stole second. Dansby walked. Ian Happ and Cody Bellinger hit back-to-back singles to drive in the first two runs. Trey Mancini with the sack fly to score Happ. And then Eric Hosmer doubled to score Bellinger. And that was it for Clevenger to make it out of the first. How about this? We do a show, Dustin, worried about Dansby's spring numbers. At least I know I was worried. He hits a home run in his six. I was too. I was too. He hits a home run in his second uh, consecutive spring training game, number two. So there you go. Um, and so that was, and so, you know, as you're kind of looking at that one, the Cubs did end up winning the game eight to five. So a lot of fun on that one. Um, but then what ends up happening is on the last day of the season, you got, uh, Drew Smiley. He had no case start. I thought he just had no case spring just in general, Dustin. It wasn't the greatest in my books, but again, spring is spring. So he went four innings, gave up 10 hits, five runs, four earned. One walk, three strikeouts, and uh, two Ks. But what's going to end up happening then is that the young Cubs are going to fight back. You had a really cool lineup if you were going in there uh, where you got C.P. Crow Armstrong, Kevin Alcantara, Owen Casey, Miguel Amaya, Chase Strumpf. So a lot of the future were in that last A lot game. of future in that one, yep. Mm-hmm. 
So, so you know, that was one that uh, they won eight to five. So they lost the game, the Monday game, six six, but it was really a bunch of bullpen guys that, again, you're not going to hear about this year. And then the last game, the young guys came back and were able to win it. And so the Cubs finished Cactus play with a record of 17, 12, and two. Ironically, both ties were against the White Sox. They had one game canceled because of rain and an exhibition win against Team Canada. They were 10 and 6 at home and 7 and 6 away from Sloan. They scored 153 runs and the opposition scored 132 for a run differential of plus 21. And the reason, Dustin, I'm bringing that up is because of how important, and, and I'm just kind of just showing this up on the screen right here, the, that, that figure is going to be run differential is always really important. But with the Cubs, and, and this is the way that you, this team is constructed, pitching and defense, right? You don't have the big boppers. You're not going to have a bunch of crooked, you know, innings, crooked run innings. So they're going to need to keep that run differential close. And they're going to have to win a lot of close games. I think they're going to have to win a lot of one-run games, games going into the ninth, extra inning games. That's how this Cubs season is going to have to be successful. So it looked good in spring, but that doesn't mean anything uh, once tomorrow starts. You know what I'm saying? Right. It doesn't mean anything, but I think we have to take it for face value, right? These are po- those are positive numbers that you just shared with with our listeners, yep. right? Those are po- so let let's see if they can continue that. Now that doesn't mean they will. Doesn't mean they won't. It might be maybe somewhere in the middle, but for the most part, right? For the most part, they came out of this pretty healthy, right? I mean, spring training. That, that, yeah, that's some good news too. They're they're pretty they're pretty healthy. They're a pretty healthy ball club as we have the opener uh, as we have the opener tomorrow. All in all, I think it was a really good spring for the Cubs. I think for the most part, the guys that needed to perform for the most part, not all of them, but did. Uh, you stayed relatively injury free, um, and so I think that you know it was a good spring. And and so now the Cubs made a flurry of moves these last couple of days. Javier Assad officially in the bullpen, like we speculated, Dustin. You know there was a lot of thought that he was going to be a starter in Iowa, but he had such a strong spring training and such an outstanding performance in the WBC. It was a no doubter that the Cubs would want to keep him on the big league squad. Uh, another player, Dustin, that succeeded both in camp and at the WBC for Team Italy, Miles Mastrobuani. He makes the team. He had limited at-bats in spring. He played 10 games, 20 at-bats, but he slashed 350, 500, 350. He can play infield and outfield, and will get some starts in right with Seiya out. Speaking of Seiya, he may be returning to the Cubs as soon as mid-April now. So on Monday, he played three innings of defense only in right field during a minor league game. So... That's that's a great sign, Dustin. Now with that's a Saya really coming, good sign much earlier than I would have thought. I, you know, I thought I thought May, right? I, I thought early May, but this is great news. Right, and with that news, the Cubs are able to make corresponding moves. And what they decided to do is um, cut Mike Talkman, right? And so uh, they don't need Talkman anymore because that was the belief. As with say out, you wanted a you know full time uh, guy to play outfield, and Talkman had a really good spring, but uh, not going to happen. Unfortunately, that also means that Christopher Morel will be optioned to AAA, like we expected. Morel um, had a 2.69 batting average in spring with a 9.10 OPS, but the Cubs were concerned uh, with obviously 24 strikeouts and 52 at bats. So they want him to get every day at bats. He has to work on plate discipline. We've talked about it on this show plenty. 
love the guy, love the energy he brings, and and I, I don't think people have to worry too much. He'll be he'll be back and he'll be strong. Yeah, he'll be back. He'll be strong. I'm just curious. Uh, Jed Hoyer is going to be on with David Haw tomorrow, eight o'clock on the score. Um, I'm I'm curious about this move though. The, the miles the miles move as opposed to Christopher Morrell. Maybe they just think big picture. It's more important that Christopher gets more at bats. But I want to hear Jed kind of talk us through that one a little bit tomorrow. Hopefully, absolutely. It's gonna it comes down to the at bats, and and it's just it's not going to help his development to only come in two days two games a week. It's just not. So that that's really the issue. And so the one big question we had entering spring was third base. According to Sahad of Sharma, the athletic, it's not going to be a straighter platoon. We talked about this on the last episode, Dustin, you know, like, okay, wisdom's going to get the lefties and, uh, Mag- you know, and then, uh, and Rios, Edwin Rios, who had a really good spring, would get the righties. Uh, but now what they're saying is put Nick Magical in that picture. If you have a guy that has great swing and miss stuff, then you're probably going to see Magical because you want a guy that makes contact as opposed to uh, wisdom and Rios. Both of those guys are guys that strike out a lot, so it's not going to be easy for Magical, so we'll see what happens. But Wisdom slash 333, 458, 615 with three home runs, eight RBIs, 15 Ks, and nine walks, three home runs, and eight RBIs. Edwin Rios, who the Cubs signed, picked up after he was non-tendered by the Dodgers, uh, he had a nice spring, 227, 333, 591 with four homers and eight RBIs, two doubles and a triple. So he did have 16 strikeouts to four walks. Um, and then Magical, like I said, making that contact. Uh, the Cubs did make another deal involving an infielder, and that's Zach McKinstry. He was traded to the Tigers for minor league pitching prospect Carlos Guzman. And so you can never have too much pitching. Uh, McKinstry was also acquired from the Dodgers in the Chris Martin trade, but he was never able to get it going with the Cubs, you know? And so. This is the second of the infielders to be traded away way after Esteban Kairos was traded to the Phillies for cash. So it does two things. It clears up that infield log jam that the Cubs had, and it frees up a spot on the 40-man roster. So, you know, sorry, Zach, it just didn't work out, you know? Yeah, he was just okay. Nothing special. I, I, you know, you can again, as they everybody says, you can never have enough pitching. So uh, I, think, I think the Cubs will live without Zach McKinstry around. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now, there was a surprise move, Dustin. Catcher Luis Turen signed a minor league deal this offseason. He's made the team. So he has played with the Padres and the Mariners in the past. He's known as a bat-first catcher and a subpar defensive glove framer type guy. But he had an opt-out deal in his contract if he didn't make the major league club. So if he didn't make the team, he would have been free to become a free agent. Um, So he looked good with the Mariners in 2021, but he really struggled offensively in 2022. uh, 2022. He did have a strong winter in Venezuela and winter ball. And this spring, he went six for 19 with two home runs and two doubles. He can also play some second base. So with the Cubs having two older catchers, right? You you got, you know, Tucker Barnhart. And when when you talk about... um, Oh, blanking now on the other Jan Gomes. 
these are two guys that you know are a little bit long in the tooth this gives you a little bit of a backup option and if you know who knows if you need to pinch hit for one of those guys Terence has a pretty good bat and has some more pop which the cubs definitely need oh now you need as much pop as you can get i mean We've been down that road before. That that's something they're missing, and if somebody can deliver that, and it makes sense based on what you said. If you don't have this guy on the team, then he's free to go. So they at least value him that much to see what he can do. Yeah, and, and again, the, you know, it's it's not going to be like the, you know, you, you know, like last year with Jan Gomes. If all of a sudden you wanted to pinch hit, you put Wilson Contreras in, and you know Wilson Contreras would good to go for plenty of games. You don't have that young catcher. We don't know what Miguel Amaya is going to do. Hopefully, he he has a really strong. Um, triple a which is where i believe he'll be but uh you know you got to be careful um we talked about Assad making the team few more moves on the pitching side the cubs waived rowan wick he cleared waivers and he was assigned to iowa so see um, uh no no tears over here dustin but uh rowanis elias who the cubs signed in the offseason and played for team cuba in the wbc he's also going to start in iowa uh, you look at Brandon Hughes, it looks like he's going to start on the IL. So Julian Mer- Merriweather and Mark Leiter appear to have spots in the bullpen, as does Michael Rucker. Uh, I can't wait. We're going to have a lot of the minor league broadcasters on this season on the fly of the W, and, and, and it's I, I'm really interested in this Iowa team. This Iowa team it has a lot of talent on it, and, and, it's, and by the end of the year, it's going to be ridiculous. So I, I have a really good feeling that there's going to be more – uh, Cubs minor league affiliates in championship games like last season. Well, this will be the place, Crowley, for your eyes and ears. If you don't get to pay attention to it as much as uh, we do, we will keep you definitely updated on what's happening down on the farm. Right. And perhaps the biggest news of the day, though, was yesterday, Dustin. It broke. I texted you immediately. I'm like, oh, my God. Nico Horner gets his contract extension. Jeff Passan reported that the Cubs and Nico came to an agreement on a three-year, $35 million contract extension. What were your initial thoughts, Dustin? Um, number one, I was happy to hear the news. Number two, when I saw the, the parameters of the deal, I thought, cheap, cheap, cheap. Good for the Cubs and good for Nico Horner. And then he becomes eligible for a new deal at, like, age 29. So right when he's in his in his biggest best spot supposedly in development he'd be right there so i think this is really really good news for both sides i'm happy the cubs did it i'm happy nico took it but it seems like a pretty economic deal to me yeah i mean here's the thing is that nico you bought out two years of arbitration and you bought out one year of free agency so he's going to be delayed when i mean he's getting paid he's not getting delayed but that's what you did is you bought one more year of nico and you don't have to worry about the arbitration process 35 million that that's a good amount of money that Nico should be financially okay for the rest of his life. Uh, the Cubs don't have to risk it. You, you know, Nico is a great kid and, and we don't know, but, but injuries have always been an issue, right? So instead of signing a six or seven year deal with a guy that has had injury issues, some of them not his fault at all, fluke injuries, others just injuries that happen, but no big deal, and and Nico has, like you said, one more bite at the apple at, at age 29 to get even a bigger contract. So I think it works out for everybody. One person it does not work out for, though, is Ian Happ. Ian Happ will not get an extension, which is exactly what we had talked about. 
Uh, I brought it up at Cubs convention in, in one of my questions, I think with, with Jed Hoyer, um, you know, he was looking for a long-term big money deal following his all-star season and he didn't get it. This was a quote from Ian Happ. It's not something that I really want to get into, went through the process and that's about it. There's nothing really to report, no real comment on it. He said, yeah, according he to Jordan, pissed off. <laughs> according to Jordan Bastian, According to Jordan Bastion, he'll make sure he enjoys the day-to-day with Cubs this year. Soak in every moment. I mean, is he pissed? Clearly not happy. Um, and then this is what happens. But here's the thing is that the Cubs, we've talked about who they have down there. When you have PCA, when you have Brennan Davis, when you have Alexander Canario, there's other guys too that, that could have a breakout season. Jordan Nuogu is a guy that often gets overlooked. Uh, but you know, you're going to have to pay Ian Happ. He, when, when you saw the extension, Manny Machado has that extension. You have one big free agent next year. It's Shohei Otani, and that's about it. And so when you're a guy like Ian Happ, if you're, if there's a team that's looking for a gold glove, all-star, you know, all-star player, Ian's going to be one of the best guys on the market. I think he's going to clearly be the best outfielder on the market other than Shohei Otani. So I think yeah, I mean, Ian, you're right. It's, it's Shohei Otani and then everybody else, right? I mean, it's not even, I mean, it, it's like, it's like front of the church and cry room stuff. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's apples and oranges. It, it's yes. So I think he is smart to get out on the open market because obviously Shohei Otani can only play for one team. Right. And, and, and as far as, you know, Ian, I mean, it, it probably is frustrating. You know, this is another guy that didn't get an extension and, and these guys do want to play here. They love Chicago. And I don't know, I don't think the Cubs ever had any intention of paying Ian what he thought he was worth. And so, uh, you know, in, in, enjoy it. It, it. You know, I hope Ian has a great year and I hope he is successful in what he does, but clearly not going to be with the Cubs. So, uh, the one thing that will always, I, I know I'm weird like this. He never got a bobblehead for the Cubs. Nick Magical got <laughs> Nick Magical got a bobblehead. Nick Magical got a bobblehead. Dustin, Ian Happ was never even thought of enough to give a bobblehead to. I just, you know, I think that, that for Ian, it probably was, you know, definitely some some feelings of disrespect. And I hope that you know he can play with a clear mind so that he has a successful. 2023 both for him for his sake and for the cubs sake you know so maybe he'll play so well this year that the cubs won't mind spending the cash but they do have that crowded crowded outfield yeah that that's where it comes down to it's 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 just you know a log jam outfielders it's just not going to happen so uh nico's deal was just made official as we were talking right now covers the 2024 2026 season so it was pretty much what we talked about all off off season dustin is that it looked like nico they were going to try to get something done with ian i never believed they would 